0: A Court of Inquiry was set up to investigate, and here at David Cacaldi's testing works in Southwark, London, rigorous tests were carried out.
1: The material that was sent to this building for testing uh, included things like wrought iron bolts and nuts, wrought iron diagonal bracing, cast iron columns with their lugs and pieces of riveted wrought iron girder. The object of all the tests really that were being undertaken by Concordy were the ultimate tensile strength of the materials.
0: The inquiry found that the bridge was poorly designed, constructed and maintained. The committee certainly
1: laid a great deal of the blame on the designer Sir Thomas Bouch. As a broken man, he died at the end of the year of the inquiry in 1880. To go back to the report and try to tease out which is the most important factor of the cause of the accident, it's very difficult. That's why, of course, engineers are still fascinated by this particular report and this major accident.
0: All explanations of the disaster revolve around one section of the bridge. The high girders in the centre were raised to give clearance for ships. These were the ones that fell. On the night of the disaster, there was
2: a very powerful wind from the west of the the Tay, sweeping down the Tay, almost at right angles to the bridge. What happened was that the thirteen high girders and only the thirteen high girders, amongst the girders, landed up on the east side of the bridge In the process of falling, they took with them 12 of the piers that were supporting them, but they left the two end piers.
0: An important and possibly fatal alteration to the design of the piers was made during construction. It was caused by an inadequate survey of the riverbed.
3: We don't really know a lot about the the firm that did the, the site investigation survey for Bouch but certainly they carried out a number of boreholes, a number of drillings across the the river and they reported to him that bedrock was at really quite a shallow depth all the way from Wormit to Dundee and he designed his bridge accordingly to be founded on on piers. Unfortunately what the the drillers had done, they had mistaken a very firm gravel layer, sand and gravel layer for bedrock. Now When the bridge began to be built, they started from Wormit and had really relatively few problems with the first 14 piers because they indeed were founded on bedrock. When they came to found the 15th, there was a problem because bedrock was at a very much greater level. And indeed, in the centre of the river, we know that bedrock's probably as much as 70 metres below the water surface because this whole estuary was scoured out by a glacier.
0: The change in design had to lighten the load on the piers. The brick piers were scrapped and cast-iron columns with wrought-iron tie bars were used instead. In what appears to be a crucial mistake, Bouch attached the tie bars to the columns with cast-iron lugs that were cast with the columns. His other bridges had used wrought-iron straps for this. Cast-iron is a very brittle material not ideal for something to be used in tension, whereas wrought iron is ductile and tough. Nobody is absolutely sure why he did this. Some think it was the cheaper and quicker option, but it certainly introduced a fatal weakness.